In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy who's just trying to run a small business is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. There you have it. It's not an 80s song. I openly admit it. I, I don't want to be tweeted at or tweeted at or whatever the case may be. It is No Leaf Clover. It is Metallica. It's from SM2. Mm-hmm. The second time that Metallica performed live with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. It's amazing music. I don't care who you are. And there's a lot of folks out there in the world who are feeling like not only can they not find a four leaf clover, they can't even find a three leaf clover. They're in fact at the point of a no leaf clover. And if that's you, then Metallica has felt your pain. Basically means that you're out of luck. Some would say SOL. Well, of course, you've got uh, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf back here live and in action. And we mean business. We do musically and otherwise. Business Correct. is what we mean. Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, welcome to the show, the big program. Uh, we are kicking off 2023 strong. Uh, some would say uh, we're kicking in the nuggets. Others would say the reverse is true. But either way, you can learn more about our show on our website, ipfrequently.com. Uh, and please follow us on the InstaFace at IP underscore frequently each week, every week. And you can uh, find us anywhere you get your podcasts uh, in life. And of course, when you find us, subscribe, rate, and review, we recommend that you go to the Salem Podcast Network. Of course, we've been doing a tour, a virtual tour of all the Salem stations. We've been in New Orleans, Brad, somewhere in the Carolinas, I believe somewhere else in the Deep South. And uh, this past week in Boise, we're very excited to continue the trend and uh, we'll be coming to a city near you. Uh, So I would recommend camping out at your local Salem radio station. Just look for the big antenna in town. Usually it's a small town. Look for the big antenna, go there, wait, and we we will be there. Uh, promptly. Now, Brad, we'd like to start our shows out every week, as people know, with the two big news items that uh, people uh, need to have in mind when they go to the office so that they can make sense when they're talking to their coworkers. We ask the people write all this down and repeat us verbatim or as close as you can. Now, um, Brad, uh, one of the things we try to do is give people advice in life. And what's coming up, of course, like a freight train um, going at full speed, staring at you as you're tied to the tracks is Valentine's Day. It's a big uh, commercial holiday. And of course, <clears throat> we like to prepare our listeners to go out and get something that is worthy of a gift to the uh, to their significant other, whether it's man or woman, um, uh, whether you're in the uh, metaverse or not, <clears throat> whether you're in a thruple doesn't matter. We like to um, we like to help you with the gift giving ideas. And so, of course, typically you want to give candy and then 
you know, people stopped doing that because it led to significant weight gain and people don't like that. Uh, so then uh, they, uh, they, uh, they, they said, we'll give a bottle of wine. And then that led to increased drunk driving and it's jewelry, but that's too expensive or take them to a nice dinner, but uh, the, you know, the Groupon. So Brad, I have got the perfect gift for your significant other this holiday season. Oh, good. Do tell. And so folks, uh, please write this down. It's called the chat GPT algorithm, which is an AI um, uh, piece of uh, software. It's an app that helps you uh, generate conversations, right? Virtually, of course, with dead people, with dead people. And not only dead people, Brad, but dead famous people. So you could have a, a, a text conversation, right? Text conversation with historical figures. And on their list, it includes, of course, Jesus Christ, uh, JFK, Brad, is on the uh, uh, on the list, and you can actually go. And there are examples of going junior to, or uh, senior. Oh, the old man, the old oh, man. Okay. Right, uh, and you okay. can actually go, and you could uh, you could you could have a conversation with him about uh, uh, about um, whether or not he thought Oswald acted alone. And if anyone knew, um, you know, who did it, it would be Kennedy because he he would see into the grassy canal. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Buddy, that is, um, you know, sometimes people say, well, that's wrong. And they mean, you know, varying shades of that. Like, you know, they might mean it in a joking fashion or to be otherwise humorous. Um, But in this case, I I mean it in the, you know, sort of classic old English Shakespearean meaning of wrong, as in like should not exist because it simply isn't right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that that right there is wrong. And so if you find yourself tempted to use the chat GPT, I'm, I'm dying to find out what GPT stands for, mm-hmm. um, in case you know. But it's just like don't 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 do that. It's it's weird. It's creepy. It's goofy. It's yeah. It's it's, it's actually very nice because you you not only can have conversations with everyone from JFK to George Washington and beyond, um, but you can also uh, choose a different type of historical figure. So for example, Brad, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who of course was hung by the Clintons in his jail cell a couple of years ago. He's available for conversation. Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, Brad, if you're, if somehow you're hankering to have a discussion uh, with one of the biggest mass murderers in history, Adolf Hitler is available. Stalin is uh, is available. And this was an app developed by the 25-year-old Siddhant Chada, who is, of course, from uh, from India. Brad, he's from India. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and allows you, for a price, to talk to all these folks. And it depends now, I guess. It's sort of like uh, if you're if you're trying to do like one of those, uh, you know, little funny chat messages. It's sort of like uh, each person will determine historical figure will determine what they're worth and then you'll pay it. And then you can jump into a chat room and start talking to JFK about, uh, uh, you know, about the single bullet theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And so you're, you're actually charging for this. So you're charging mm-hmm. to chat with some AI's perspective on what a dead person would say to include mm-hmm. some rather, reprehensible dead people again i I think this just you know it falls into the wrong category not 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 the not the incorrect category but the category of things that are wrong it just falls into that category i applaud 
Mr. Chada's effort here, and perhaps uh, you know it can be used for something else that might be more beneficial. Uh, I think his claim that it you know can be used for historical purposes is a bit of a stretch. Mm. And you know, I think most of these folks are better just left you know unchatted with. Mm -hmm. Speaking of someone that should be unchatted with Brad, another news story this week, of course, your friend and mine, Sir Alec Baldwin, uh, he has been hit with manslaughter charges in the death of the um, uh, woman on the set of his film Rust, the one that he shot with the uh, live uh, round. He was actually found guilty of that? Uh, He's been charged. He's been charged. 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 So he is uh, currently... um, Unfortunately, not able to live outside of the glow of the paparazzi. He's had to leave his Manhattan um, penthouse and go out to their Hamptons estate where he'll have more privacy with. I believe he's got like nine kids with his second wife. He's got several with the first. He was married to Kim Bassinger. Remember Kim Bassinger? I do remember Kim Bassinger. I didn't remember or recall. Maybe I never knew that he was married to her. What happened to her? She hadn't well, been around in a long time. He probably yeah. killed. He may have killed her too. He killed the he woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Who knows? But in any event, you've got Alec Baldwin. He's in the middle of uh, this uh, big uh, you know, trying time in his life. And now he is headed out to uh, his Hamptons estate to try to wait out this, uh, this charge with his wife. And that's if you recall his wife, Hilaria is the woman that pretended to be from Spain. And I believe she's from like East Queens. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing, buddy, is just so, Bizarre. I mean, I don't know what happened on that movie set. I don't know who should be responsible for the fact that he pulled the trigger and shot that gal. Perhaps him, perhaps someone else, perhaps, you know, know, there's more than one person. I don't know anything about it. I haven't been following it, but I will tell you that he is just a weird dude and some responsibility falls on his plate for his wife as well. I mean, that's sort of the very nature of a marriage You know, you're supposed to be looking out for each other. You're supposed to be encouraging each other to do the best thing. And, you know, if you happen to know your wife is from Queens and she's out telling everyone who will listen that she's from Spain, that's when you got to pull her aside and say, listen, honey, I love you. I love you no matter where you're from, but you look like an absolute dope. Stop Mm -hmm. it. My bet, Brad, is that he gets off on some sort of a weird plea deal and he never sees the inside of a courtroom. Uh, as part of a trial for manslaughter. Yeah, that that would, I mean, you know, to the extent that you believe there's unequal justice in this country, and I would argue that there is no such thing as equal justice anywhere, right? I mean, influence exists. It, it always has. It always will. I mean, you and I both believe, you know, there are better times coming. That's just a matter of our particular worldview. But in this particular context, there is no such thing as equal justice. But as has always been the case, if you have money, you have influence, and you have power, that will always be the way it is. And this guy is going to figure out a way to squirm out of whatever his responsibility may be. And, and as I recall, he never even really apologized for the fact that his actions directly resulted in the death of someone. Right? Well, now, he, whether listen. or not is he is responsible, I don't know. But he pulled that trigger and that woman died. Well, he says he says that he was handed a cold gun, which means not a hot gun, but a cold gun. And uh, when it was uh, handed to him, it was it was cold. Uh, and he said, and I quote, he did not pull the trigger. He said he did not pull the trigger. So if you, if you take those two crucial pieces of evidence into account, um, you still have a dead woman 
with a bullet that came from his gun uh, and an FBI report, which claims that he must have pulled the trigger for the gun to fire. Yeah. But a lot of lot of circumstantial evidence here that maybe he didn't do it. Maybe there was a second shooter. I don't. I don't think so. You apologize in any case. Right. I mean, how you cannot feel horrified that the gun was in your hand and that woman wound up dead. I, you have to be him to, to not be horrified. Right. You have to be a megalomaniacal, arrogant prick to mm-hmm. not just be horrified that this happened and, you know, be doing anything in your power to try and make it right, which, of course, he won't do because he doesn't care. I can tell you, buddy, that I have held many, many handguns in my life. I've carried them on my person. I have utilized them in, you know, circumstances uh, that were, you know, fraught with peril, I guess. And I have never, ever once had one go off where the trigger was not actuated by something. I mean, I guess all of this is stuff that has to be hashed out, but I would, uh, uh, I would, uh, point out uh that there is an opportunity if he gets that chat gpt deal for him to call himself and maybe go back in time and, and somehow talk to him doesn't himself he have to be dead him. no you can chat with you oh you so you can chat with people who aren't dead well again i haven't used the app actually but maybe he can call the woman and just tell her to duck or call kennedy and tell him to duck for crying out loud Next, Brad, the Betty White update. Of course, we try to give this for people who are, you know, quote unquote, celebrities uh, who, uh, of course, we worship celebrities on this show. And uh, today is no different. So uh, this week, Brad, do you remember the TV show Boy Meets World? Boy Meets World? No, I remember the the one with the, the TV show that had the little kid in it that, you know, was uh, growing up and his grandfather would read him books. I, that That's one, Webster. I, That's Webster. You're thinking of Webster. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. No. So, and so no, unfortunately, I remember neither of those things. Are the, are those shows dead? What happened? Well, in any event, uh, yeah, they are not dead. Well, they've been around for years, but there was a gentleman by the name of William Daniels, William Daniels, who um, was uh, sort of a grandfatherly figure on the show Boy Meets World. He, um, played Mr. George Feeney. And in addition, he was on Saint Elsewhere playing Dr. Dr. Who's he Watson. And uh, he, uh, so he's been involved in a 72 year marriage, 72 year marriage to his wife, Mm -hmm. Dolores, Bonnie, Bonnie Bartlett Daniels. And um, he recently passed away uh, several years ago. She's now 93. And she is um, lamenting the fact that they, for 72 years, Brad, were part of multiple throuples and an open marriage that didn't uh, go well for her, but apparently went well for uh, Mr. Feeney Mm. from Boy Meets World. So uh, this is another example, Brad, of the people in Hollywood. They got married in 1951. Okay. 1951 and they just continued to uh um uh you know promulgate this lifestyle uh but uh sort of interesting that uh that that happened and it it sort of almost sort of puts a uh little bit of a uh little bit of an exclamation point on the thruple research we've been doing for your dissertation oh buddy it is my sense you know having not participated in a, in a thruple myself. Um, it is my sense that this whole idea of thruppling or an open marriage or, you know, swinging or whatever the case may be, tends to favor one 
member of a couple over another, right? That there's, this is typically not a meat where you're both sitting around enjoying a meatloaf, perhaps some canned corn, and you look at each other and you say, hey, let's just have sex with other people, right? My guess is Mm -hmm. that that is not a mutually spontaneous occurrence very often, if at all. And then in fact, there's one person who just cannot seem to keep their pants on whether it is the, you know, Mr. Feeney or the female, in this case, Mr. Feeney himself, and looks at his wife and basically, you know, tries to dull the blow of saying, I cannot keep my pants on, but saying, well, why don't we just be in an open marriage, knowing that the other person literally has no desire to do that, can't understand why you have a desire to do that, feels hurt and, uh, you know, betrayed by your behavior, but you convince yourself that it's okay because it's an open marriage. So that is my sense. Um, but I didn't know, uh, you know, Mr. Daniels slash Mr. Feeney Mr. or his Feeney. wife. Uh, I, she's I still alive. She's still yeah, I don't alive know her and either. And so, you know, maybe we could interview her and find out, but it sounds like, you know, that was the case here as well. Does not sound like a happy throuple, but considering that the show boy meets world was apparently uh, rife with uh, sexual harassment. It seems like it's par for the course, uh, Brad next going to uh, your president, mind Joe Biden, some great uh, interesting uh, news coming out this past week. First, uh, of course, uh, his son, Hunter Biden is in court um, once again, filing a response to a uh, motion from his former lover and current baby mama, London Roberts, who is trying to have their four-year-old love child able to use the last name Biden. Um, Of course, Hunter Biden is uh, the biological father that was proven when he was forced by a court to take a blood test. Uh, But at this point, Brad, uh, we have Hunter Biden responding to this request of a court uh, and asking the court to deny the request and not let the four-year-old who's his child have his name. Uh, What do you think about this, Brad? Do you think it's a good, smart legal move? And do you think it helps the president? Well, he's a douche. Okay. So, I mean, don't be surprised if he does things that are, you know, just resplendent in their douchiness because he, he just can't help himself. That's who he is. He's a douche. But, but the more important question is, and the counsel that I would give to Miss London is why in the hell would you want that poor child to have to bear the name Biden and be associated with that family in any respect, particularly Right. If you were going to say, hey, that that douche is your dad. Like if I were Miss London or perhaps, you know, Miss London's brother or father or uncle or, you know, some other person in a position of potential influence in her life, I would be telling her the last name that kid Smith, name that kid Schmeckenpepper, name that kid anything but Biden and do not tell him that his father is Hunter Biden, right? I mean, just, just say, listen, you're, I don't know who your father was. Your father was, a, your father was Zeus, right? He showed up in my bedroom. I couldn't resist. That's your dad, right? Why set that kid down life's path, knowing that the blood that flows in his veins comes from one of the like of Hunter Biden? That, mm-hmm. That's the question. I mean, if you've already said they did a paternity test, so if she's looking for money, she can already get it. Why uh, just tar that poor child with the name Biden, period, and with 
any association to Hunter Biden. In his defense, though, he he she had the baby, but it was at the time when he was dating his uh, dead brother's widow. So um, he was otherwise engaged, Brad. But this is not the only issue that is uh, taking time out of the running of the government by the by the president, the great Joe Biden. Uh, of course, uh, now, Brad, there are more documents that have turned up at Biden's think tank than at Biden's house in Delaware, where his son uh, stayed during the time he was having the affair with his brother's dead brother's widow. Um, uh, they found some more uh files in other offices of the vice president. They found files from when uh, then Senator Biden was uh, privy to confidential and highly uh, classified information. Um, so it seems like uh, we've got a uh, we've got a big uh, problem in that now, if you sort of stack up the number of files that uh, President Biden has that are confidential, that are inappropriately held by him or his staff, they outweigh the ones that Trump uh, had where they had the midnight raid on Mar-a-Lago uh, to to seize. So it seems like uh, this is a pretty significant uh, problem uh, for the uh, for the uh, for the president, especially given the very tough stand he took against uh, uh, any former president having uh, uh, highly um, classified information. Yeah, and oddly, buddy, this changes nothing. I mean, that's that's just the weird thing about this whole process, right? So Biden is just a jackass, right? So that so that hasn't changed, right? So he he takes this very virulent stance and and talks about what a moron Trump is. And then of course it turns out that he is even more of a moron in this respect than Trump is, right? But but that changes nothing, right? He was a jackass before that happened, he's a jackass now. Right. It, it changes nothing about the way anyone feels feels about the situation. If you're a staunch pro-Trumper, now you're just digging your heels in even deeper. If you're a staunch, you know, Grandpa Joe supporter, you're just pointing out the differences that you know don't exist. And in fact, Biden is, you know, in much hotter water with respect to this than than Trump is at this point, right? But but you're you refuse to believe that you know this was done on purpose by Joe and you refuse to believe that it was done on accident by Trump. So that changes nothing. And perhaps most importantly, buddy, is as we have pointed out multiple times on this very fine program, all of these guys have classified in their records. And now Pence has raised his hand and said, oops, I opened my sock drawer and there were some classified documents in there as well. And Again, it just serves to prove the point that nothing has changed. If you go back into any modern presidency, probably any time from, you know, like Truman forward and go through their records, you are going to find documents stamped with some sort of classification. It's just going to happen. We said it months ago when this first came out with Trump. This is the way it works. Right. The archives are supposed to do a better job. They don't. The, you know, the, the primary person's staff, whether they're president, vice president, whatever, are supposed to do a better job. They don't. They don't care. They never have cared. And literally every one of these people has classified in their possession. And so nothing will change. Certainly no one's getting charged for this. Right. I mean, obviously, Biden can't charge Trump because he's you know, <laughs> he can't, you know, and Trump can't do anything about Biden. And now Pence is over in the corner going, hey, me too. I have classified too. What do you want to do about that? I mean, it's just it's just 
going to at this point go away, which is, you know, probably for the best. Yeah, it probably, probably. Can you imagine the stuff that Gerald Ford must have had in his house? I mean, good God, Nixon, old Nixon, tricky. Dick. Oh, yeah, no, Nixon. Yeah, Nixon was, you know, still reviewing his classified portfolios while he was on the can in uh, in California there. Enjoyed mm-hmm. it like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, of, of uh, leaders who take responsibility for their actions, Brad, Prince Harry is in the news again this week. Of course, he is on his tour uh, touting his book Spare. Of course, he was the spare and the other brother, the big bald one was the not Baldwin. Bald no, different, one. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. guy, different, bald very individual. different. As yeah. far as we know, the bald one didn't kill anyone. Baldwin apparently did, although he says he didn't pull the trigger. The gun just fired. Um, but Prince Harry has now said to the royal family, uh, including the, uh, the the King Charles, the Queen of Cornhole, the big Baldwin one, and the wife of the bald one, um, he said, "Listen, he said, listen, apologize to my wife." For what you did to her he has said that now he's on the record that is what he wants brad it's not the hundreds of millions of dollars he's taken from netflix it's not the money for the book spare it's not the other money um it's 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 an apology and so knowing that should we sort of reassess how we view this guy and maybe say hey look he's not all that bad well here's what i think is going on here right i think i finally Uncovered it because, you know, for a while I was wrestling with, you know, how can Hunter Biden be this much of just a piece of crap? How can Harry, you know, be this much of a piece of crap? It just, it just, you know, stretches incredulity that any human being who has, you know, been, been mollycoddled to this extent, who has just grown up in the lap of luxury has, has had every one of their needs met, has never had to experience, you know, discomfort or, or you know, certainly that wasn't brought upon by themselves. You know, how, how can this possibly be? And here's what I think is happening. I think it's a big joke on the rest of us, right? I think what's going to eventually happen is one of them is finally going to tip his cap and say, listen, you've done it. You've proven yourself to be the biggest douche on the planet. I cannot keep pace you get the trophy. They're they're both going to appear on Oprah and laugh about how they had Hello. Western culture, you know, sort of fooled into thinking these were real events, and then they're just going to fade off and you know both become well known philanthropists of the order of Mother Teresa, right? Because that's the only possible explanation is that they're they're in a contest to outdouche each other, and they're very good at it because. Otherwise, you have to believe that existing on the planet at the same time, right, in the historically same period of time, are two of history's biggest douchebags, right? Perhaps not most evil people, right? I mean, you, you certainly have, you know, as we've already mentioned on this very fine program, Hitler and Stalin, whom you can now have a you know a little chat session with, which hello, hello does. I, I don't know why. So they're not necessarily the most evil two dudes there's ever been, but they are in a horse race for biggest douche on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, Adolf. Adolf, it's Prince Harry. Hello. <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. And you could, I wonder if you could bring like more than one reprehensible historical figure into a car. So maybe you bring an like Adolf, a thruple, like maybe you have Prince Harry, right. Who initiates yeah. the whole thing, right. Cause he would, and you bring in maybe Adolf and the Matahari, 
right? The Adolf of the Matahari, Brad. It'd be a fun I don't conversation. Know that the Matahari was reprehensible, wasn't she? You know, something of a, you know, hero. I don't think you can put her in the same breath as Hitler, can you? I, I mean, I just did. I just did. But I mean, well, you certainly it, did. what about Napoleon? You could bring in Napoleon. Well, and you Hitler. could bring in Napoleon, who, you know? you know, was the originator of the Napoleon complex, among other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And you could get them into a chat throuple, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, which are, apparently our producer would jump into the midst of making it a quadruple. Yeah, who's and, actually uh, in the middle of similar discussions currently uh, between Carol Channing and uh, what's his name, Burl Ives? Oh, Burl Ives, he was great in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep, very similar to, to Hitler. But then again, Brad, finally, before we go to break and learn more about some of the culinary wonders of the Central Valley, uh, RIP report this week, we've got a couple to report. One, Lisa Marie Presley passed away. She's the uh, heir to the uh, Graceland fortune. And I also learned, Brad, recently that Elvis, and I've got a guy that I'm trying to get on the show, was a, was a member of the Knights Templar defending the... Um, uh, treasure of the Temple Mount uh, across the world. So, uh, of course, all Lisa you have Marie, to do is listen to Blue Suede Choosy and know that. Play it backwards. Yeah. Correct. Play it, play it backwards. So, we've got that, uh, Lisa Marie Presley, and then the world's oldest living person, Sister Andre. Sister Andre, the world's oldest living person. She was the a giant. She was 118. Um, and uh, of course, uh, she uh, passed away. She is French. The French nun, Sister Andre the Giant, 118 was. years old. And uh, she is the oldest person was. living across the globe and was before her death. And uh, she was, of course, born in 1904, Brad. 1904. Hmm. That, that's during the big one, the great one, in any event. But uh, gone too soon, Sister Andre. I mean, you can't really rest in peace anymore because chat GPT will just dredge you right up. Do you know what I mean? It's a can be an efficient form of communication, but there's no one who ever says, oh, awesome. I'm going to be asked historical questions in a chat format. Yeah. And next, Brad, I know we're preoccupied now with the whole, you know, what historical mass murderer can we uh, can we chat with? But uh, moving on in the show, we have a thruple update, Brad, a thruple oh, update, a thru different. Update. A thruptate, different and yeah. apart from the one we did earlier with Mr. Feeney, who is currently rotting in hell next to uh, Hitler and Genghis Khan. Just ask um, him. You can do it. Yeah, you can ask him. You can say, yeah. warm Are down there. Rotting in hell? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, why, yes, uh, it is quite warm. Yeah. Um, Brad, I give you the case of UK actress Honeysuckle Weeks. Of course, Honeysuckle Weeks is one of, <laughs> Come on. one of the uh, Honeysuckle Weeks. She's okay. Boils War, right. the big... The big UK docudrama Foils War. You've never seen it. Never You've never seen it. it. You've never and seen. I would Foils. remember Honeysuckle Weeks. Trust me. Or would you? Anyway, Honeysuckle Honeysuckle Weeks this week, Brad, uh, or or recently, uh, was pulled over for drunk driving. She backed into a parked car and she was arrested. And she told as as her defense, and it's a dispositive. Uh, defense that has allowed her to get away and potentially avoid prosecution for drunk driving where she was twice the legal driving limit. She said the reason she was driving drunk is she had to to avoid a thruple. And her quote to the court was, quote, I was expecting to stay a night in a friend's home in Arundel, but the man in question invited his lover to the property and I was in danger of being coerced into a sexual and to sexual actions with them, which I found extremely unwelcome. I am not pro-thruple, she said uh, to the uh, newspaper. She's anti-thruple, it sounds like. 
anti thruple she uh she was also loaded at the time uh, with uh, booze uh but she got in the car she drove away in honeysuckle weeks brad i guess the question for us is if you're on the jury right and she is clearly guilty of driving under the influence there's no question she blew the twice the legal limit um is it uh is it uh <laughs> Is it a defense that she was trying to avoid a menage a trois? Ah, you know, I guess you would have to know a little bit more. This is sort of the equivalent of you being pulled over for speeding. And as the officer approaches the vehicle, you get this sort of scrunched up look. And when he gets there and as all officers invariably do say, hey, you know, you were speeding. Is there any reason you were speeding? You say, I really got a poop. Right. And then you hope that the officer buys it. And now in most cases, I don't think they will. In this case, I, I'm surprised that anyone, you know, sort of took this story at face value. But, it, you know, on the other hand, in fairness, if she was fleeing the clutches of a thruple, then, you know, most behaviors are at some level excusable. I mean, I, I think speaking for both you and I, um, were someone to try to get us in a throuple, we would get out of there, um, you know, drunk or otherwise. So I, you know, I guess it, it's kind of hard for me to throw rocks at this point. Yeah, glass houses, hello, meet meet stone. But anyway, yeah. honeysuckle weeks, Brad. It looks like she is going to go into a treatment program, and uh, may or may not participate in the uh, in the throuple. Who uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, we'll we'll see. Oh, no, that that will be up up to her. I mean, I. I you know, it's a it's a name that one would have a hard time taking seriously, uh, but it apparently is her name. And it's not like we really judge on any of that stuff. Um, anyway, Brad, next, uh, the big uh, 2024 elections are, uh, are are almost upon us. One more year to go. And uh, things are sort of starting uh, fast and, uh, and and furious. This, uh, this of course, is the uh, cycle where Donald Trump is trying to come back. And, of course, immediately out of the shoot, Brad, after the uh, whole fiasco with the classified documents is behind him, he was accused of rape by a woman named E. Jean Carroll. E. Jean Carroll is another person who gets in line and said that she was attacked by Donald Trump in Bergdorf Goodman, which is a, a department store in New York near Trump, near Trump Tower. Um, and uh, Trump has come out and he has refuted it. He said this woman is mentally sick, a nut job. He doesn't know her. Uh, and she, quote, isn't his type. Look at her. Uh, so, again, Brad, it seems like uh, <laughs> it seems like uh, President that Trump is definitely a Trump quote right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't rape that woman. Look at her. She's a pig. Well, yeah. there you go. And I'm, it's yeah. you know, it's uh, um, he, he says it never happened. Yeah, it's hard to top that guy for, you know, just the inability to close a quote without saying something reprehensible and just boorish, right? He just cannot do it. it. You know what? It's almost to the point at this point where it's like a skill, right? Where he he is just has this incontrovertible capability to make himself look like an absolute ass, no matter what question has been asked of him. Did you enjoy that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Mr. President? Yes, I did. But that <laughs> woman is a pig and I would never have sex with her. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it boggles the mind, David, it boggles the mind. <laughs>
Brad, in, in a in a deposition, he was asked about this woman and he was asked about the fact that she claimed that uh, uh, he, he, he they, they had an encounter when she, quote, helped him shop for lingerie for a friend. Uh, he said none of that happened. He said, quote, she is not a woman I would ever be attracted to. There is no reason for me to be attracted to her. Look at her. It's not even meant to be an insult. There's no way I would ever be attracted to her. Now, some people may be attracted to her, perhaps, <laughs> but not me. I would never be attracted to her. So uh, there it is, Brad. It seems like that's pretty clear testimony, and that, that may be damning to her case. He is, he's just he's clearly formulated a defense that is irrefutable. I wouldn't have done that. Look at her. I mean, there may be some poor bastard who finds her attractive, but not this guy. And if I'm out raping people, it's not going to be her. Uh, that is what we call the Trump defense. It is difficult to get around unless you're literate, in which case you should be able to continue your line of questioning. Correct, Brad. And then uh, you go further into the uh, race for 2024, and there's the case of the great uh, Congressman George Santos out of Queens. Of course, Brad, you and I unearthed a few weeks ago uh, some of the issues with his resume where it didn't appear that anything on the resume was 100 percent accurate. Um, and the New York Times has now dug into this a little more. He claimed he had a 3.89 GPA, which has been a apparently not exactly right. And he also said that he was responsible for, quote, doubling the revenue at Goldman Sachs. Um, <laughs> he said that? He, he said that he was a, quote, proactive business development professional with a proven ability to optimize the bottom and top lines, including doubling the revenue at Goldman Sachs. I mean, first of all, <laughs> listen, listen. Listen, wow. you get this resume or you see this. Doesn't somebody yes. say at some point, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, there's a this guy might be shading the truth a bit here. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it seems like it's a little bit uh, a little bit off. In addition, Brad, there are some clips now making the rounds, video clips showing George Santos referring to himself in 2019 at political forums as uh, Anthony DeVolder, Anthony DeVolder, and um, asking questions and making comments um, uh, about different uh, uh, political positions at these forums. Um, in fact, uh, in one of them, he does go on and on about the work he did at Goldman Sachs. It turns out he apparently didn't um, uh, work at uh, Goldman Sachs. He uh, also claimed to be openly gay and living with a man when, in fact, he was married to a woman. So. Um, uh, you know, it seems like some of this stuff may be problematic, but again, maybe, maybe not. You know, finally, Brad, there's a uh, there's a report that uh, George Santos. There, there's the video clips of uh, George Santos um, in Brazil about a decade ago, dressed as the drag queen Katara. Katara. There are actually videos of him shaking his his different um, things. But his and, mama gave uh, him. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he he he's, he says that was not him. Come on, that's but, not me. But listen, listen. Look at me. Again, I would never dress like that. Again, a young it's man. Trump defense. I like it. A young man out there in Brazil dressed as a woman. What's the problem? Well, buddy, I, I, yeah, see, this is this. This is the problem with the situation in which we've gotten ourselves here in our culture. Right? Like in any reasonable culture, you would look at this guy. And you would say, listen, you, you have problems that are too numerous to actually count. 
you're a liar, you're a thief, you're a cheat, you deceive the electorate, we're getting rid of you. Except if you're the Democrats, you can't because every word that just came out of my mouth could be equally as applied to the very president of the United States who happens to be in your party. So now you find yourself looking to point a finger and saying, well, you you did. Oh, wait a minute. Joe Biden did that. Well, you, you, you did. Oh, wait a minute. Joe Biden did that. Well, yeah, but this. Yeah, damn it. Joe did that, too. You, you just can't do it. Right. So now we're stuck where unless we want to say, OK, Joe, you can't be the president um, because of what you did. Therefore, George Santos, you cannot be a congressman because of what you did. Right. Unless you want to do both of those things, you can't do either. Yeah. So it's like the same deal with the classified. I mean, first people are like, yes, we're going to get Trump. He's finally done it. Oh, wait a minute. Old Grandpa Joe is, you know, three times, three times the number of classified documents Trump does. And then again, you know, over there in the corner, waving his hand. Hey, hey uh, remember me? I'm Mike Pence. I've got classified too. I, you, you just you can't fix the problem unless yeah. you want to just clear house, which I am all for. I'm. I mean, listen. I I I, I give the Santos dude benefit of the doubt. Um, and and listen, he he apparently was in Brazil ten years ago as Katara. Uh, hanging out with another gentleman who was Eula Renard, Roard, 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 and uh, they were doing some some dancing. And uh, at the time, um, uh, this is uh, Roard's real name is Richard, which is interesting. Said Santos never uh, came across as a professional drag performer quote performer quote he did not have what it takes to be a professional. He didn't have the chops. He didn't have the glamour for it, but. Richard insisted that Santos, quote, lied about everything, quote, he used to create stories usually involving money or the fact that his mother died in the Twin Towers. Um, he said that his dad was rich, but we never understood why his mother, who was still alive, was a cleaning woman. There was nothing wrong with being a cleaning lady. But if his dad was rich, why then? And if she died in the Twin Towers, how did she pull that off? So, Brad, um, it seems These like there may be very a, reasonable questions, David. If she's dead, how is she a cleaning lady? And maybe you have to. Maybe she uses lady, the app. Dead. Maybe she uses the app to communicate with her employees and and to and, clean. And, That's yeah. the next step up. We do do windows. Do the windows. But anyway, Brad, this leads to the next point. The first polls for 2024 are in, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, uh, Donald Trump leads Joe Biden 44 to 41 in the uh, national Emerson college poll. Um, Biden had a lead of about seven points back in November, but that's gone away probably because of the multiple gaffes, the illegitimate grandkids who he's trying to keep uh, uh, their mouths shut and uh, all the uh, confidential documents scattered across his quote unquote think tanks. Um, But it's beginning to look a lot like uh, Donald Trump is a lot stronger than he was uh, uh, even a few months ago. Yeah. Historians take note. If at some point in the future you are thinking about writing a contemporary history of the United States and you're asking yourself, how will I characterize the state of political events in the year of our Lord 2023? All you need to remember is that there was a point in time where Donald Trump was ahead of the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden, in the polls. That's it. If you just say that, to people who are reading your book, you know, 20, 25 years from now, then they will just go, oh, 
yeah, we had, you know, we were totally effed up in 2023 and that will be the correct answer. So that's, that's, that's really all you need to do. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see where this goes and does he look, does he put Santos on the ticket? That's another question um, that's yet to be answered. Maybe it'll never be answered, but maybe it will. Uh, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. And Santos has to run again in 2024 as well, right? Sure, he will. Yeah, I am. Uh, listen, I am sure he. Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. Yeah. Again, buddy, this is a take a couple of quick notes. If you're a historian, you write these things down. You say this was the state of affairs in 2023. That's all you're going to need to write about this period for people to know it was just an absolute crap show. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's you know that that sort of is uh, what it is. Um, uh, but listen, at the end of the day, uh, we have our leadership. We have to respect them, and much like the founding fathers. Now, I'm not comparing Biden, Trump, and uh, Santos to the founding fathers, but then I mean, listen. Yeah. And there it is. Well, Brad, I think we've accomplished a lot here today. As usual, buddy, as usual, I applaud your usual excellent shepherding of the program along in the general direction of success. And uh, if you enjoyed it or didn't, we will be back here at this very same time next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently, once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome. Welcome.